Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Welcome to the Nightcap here on WGR. Zach Jones along with you for the next hour or so as we wrap up a Monday here on WGR. I'm joined by Joe Cali as well on the board. So we are opening up the phone lines. 803-0550 and for tonight, of course... We're talking about cricket. No, 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 no. We're not talking about cricket. I don't know a single rule of that game. We're talking about the Super Bowl. The Kansas City Chiefs win 38-35 over the Philadelphia Eagles. Patrick Mahomes takes home the MVP, his second of his career, also his second Super Bowl of his career. What were your biggest takeaways from that? That's what I want the topic to be tonight. What was your biggest takeaways as a Bills fan from that Super Bowl? For me and Joe, we're going to get yours as well. I left that game... Far different than I did last year. At last year's Super Bowl between the Bengals and Rams, I left that going the Bills would have beaten both those teams. They absolutely would have beaten both those teams. And, and like I was convinced. It, like There was no, I guess, necessarily, no. Well, you know, maybe that maybe that would have gone that way. Or maybe, no, I was like, no, no, no. Josh Young would have won MVP. We would have won 45-17. It would have been amazing. Like I, like, I was there, and, and I could picture it the whole thing. And that was the most painful part of it is that it really did feel like we were the best team, and, and we just bowed out early. Like, that happens. I'm a big college basketball junkie with March Madness. The best team almost never really wins the tournament. It's just the team that plays the best at any at, at the time. I left this Super Bowl a very different feeling. I left this game thinking, oh boy, the Bills got a bit of a way to go. Which, it can change in a year. The Philadelphia Eagles were destroyed by Tampa Bay last season in the wild card round. Like, they barely look like a playoff team. Now this year, they're in the Super Bowl, and they look like they absolutely should have belonged, and at times were dominating that game. At one point, going into half, up 24-14. to 14. They were playing so, so well. But I left that game just thinking, there, there's so much room for the Bills to grow. Which I, I, I take as both a positive, but of course it's a negative, because we came into this year, and it really did feel like Super Bowl a bust. And that's kind of become the attitude as well. Like A lot of people, the vibes are just down on the Bills, of, and, and more fan fan feeling than anything else because you you go on any betting website of you know the 2023 season the bills are a top five team in terms of super bowl favorites they are still absolutely right there but unlike last year where it felt like nope here we come unfinished business we're going to get after it this year feels more like uh oh they better nail this draft because if they to me personally the draft is in april end of april april 27th through the 29th the 30th that Sunday, after the whole draft is over with, you're really going to feel how Bills fans are going to be going into the season, into August. Because I don't think the vibes will change enough for it to change. You will know exactly how Bills fans are feeling April 30th for all of summer, the rest of spring, going into the season. It, it, like it's, it's going to be that feeling. Where last year it was, everything was so high after we got over 13 seconds, because everyone's like, nope, next year's our year. We are clearly here. The Bills are studs. Josh Allen's an animal. Like, we're, we're going to be fine. Now, it's much different. And I think the draft is really going to tell you exactly where Bills fans are at. Joe, what was your takeaway from this? Not even necessarily just your biggest takeaway, just any takeaway you had from this game. Well, the Super Bowl, it, I think it just... Mahomes has also distanced himself from Allen yeah. one one step further. I think from everybody, really. From everyone. Burrow, Allen, Her- even Hurts. I mean, mm-hmm. I have a lot of respect for Hurts now after that game. Uh, I, we were talking about that earlier today. 
he played like an absolute dog out there. He was he was an animal. He he honestly he was so and, good. Yeah, it, from last year, like you said, getting blown out by the Buccaneers in the wild card round, looking like a lackluster team, to being in the Super Bowl, like that's a huge jump. And I don't think they're going away anytime soon. But also, the Chiefs aren't going away anytime soon. And I think we've seen the Chiefs really take what the Bills need to do and actually do it. Like, and, and, and they've never they've never tried to like change who they are necessarily. Right. Like like they changed their offensive scheme this year instead of the long ball because they got a retire Tyree Kill it became shorter stuff. They they barely hit any any deep bomb touchdowns. I think they maybe have one this year, but they never changed their who they are. They are we're going to score first, and you have to stop us from scoring. We necessarily won't have to stop you, but w- the way they play offense. They force teams into bad situations on their own offense of we need to keep pushing, we need to keep pressing. And if they don't have the talent to do it, mistakes are bound to happen. Philadelphia is good enough to do it, but you could tell in that second half, Philadelphia was like, oh, we haven't been in this kind of dogfight. All season. Maybe, yeah, maybe all season. And where you know the Chiefs score every possession of the second half, Philadelphia after halftime just didn't. And, and, they, and they really kind of fell off a bit. They end up getting a field goal by Elliott to make it 27-21, and they don't score again until the Hurts touchdown to get a two-point conversion. That's it. They score 10 points in the second half. They've got, they've, there's got to be more there. There has to be more there. Yeah, no, I, I 100% agree with you. It's just it's tough because Andy Reid is such a an offensive genius, right? And I give him a lot of credit because, mm-hmm. let's just be honest, the game-time decision-making changes that were made saved the Chiefs in that game. Oh yeah, I mean like they, like they came out not not flat in really any way, but you can tell they were they were sort of still trying to kind of figure out what they wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And they, I don't want to necessarily say they were playing with their food because they weren't. The Eagles were absolutely. I mean, it was a three point game. I mean, they had to, they had won it with eleven seconds left on the clock with a field goal. But you could tell the experience of the Chiefs. Like this was them having been in five title games, AFC Championship games, three Super Bowls. Like. They they know how this moment goes. Where with the Eagles, you you could tell at times that this was Hurts' first Super Bowl. This was Nick Sirianni's only second season in the league as a head coach. Like you could tell, not everybody was prepared. Even though you had guys like Jason Kelsey and Lane Johnson who did win the Super Bowl in 2017 with the Eagles. Like this is not a young Eagles roster. It, I I'm with you. I think the Eagles are going to absolutely be around for quite a while here. But some of the main stars of that team were there in 17. Yeah, with a backup quarterback and Nick Foles exactly. and winning a Super Bowl. So, like, it's not necessarily – like, I don't want to make it sound like the Eagles played poorly. They didn't. But in moments when they needed to shine, the Chiefs did. The Eagles did not. And there were a number of plays as well that could have flipped this game completely on its head. I mean, the Miles Sanders fumble slash not a fumble. The controversy there, yeah. I mean – To me, live, I thought it was a fumble. So did I. I, I live, I thought, oh, all right, the wheels are coming off. The Chiefs are going to start taking over. And then it was overturned. I'm like, okay. Like I, I didn't have like necessarily any like crazy opinion on it at the time, mm-hmm. and I still really don't because I'm like and it's kind of subjective of, of what you think really is like a catch in a football move, I guess. Which yeah, Mike and Bulldog other... were getting into what a football move mm-hmm. exactly yeah, is, and, and, it's, <laughs> and we we could do that for seven hours, and, yeah, and we'll wind up going. So I'm not sure. Like that's how it's gonna end. Like it's you know it's it's a nightmare to deal with, but I, I really did leave this game just thinking like I don't know how the Bills would have handled either of these teams. Because especially if you even look at the run game. I mean, Hurts as a runner is he's maybe the most physically aggressive quarterback running the football today. Cam Newton esque, very Cam Newton esque. Because like Allen is as well, but Allen I think it, it likes to run around people. Yeah, he hurdles people. He's not ramming into you. He's done it before. He's done it before, but it's not necessarily. I, I wouldn't say it's necessarily his first option. His first option. He's, he's faster than you. He'll run around you. He'll lay somebody down like with a stiff arm, but not necessarily like. Take a Truck. hit and keep going. Hurts. It, I'm watching a fullback run the football. It, like it's so imposing, like what he is able to do when he runs the football. And then they really didn't even give the ball much to Kenneth Gainwell or Miles Sanders really at all. It was they were closer to the to the goal line, but they really did a lot of this throwing the ball. Mm-hmm. And AJ Brown, and Devonta Smith. I mean, they are both just absolute studs. They are yeah. absolute studs. AJ Brown caused Bills so many issues when he was on the Tennessee Titans. Right. Because people forget, it's not necessarily Derrick Henry that was the, the the monster that, you know, Bills fans should fear. It was A.J. Brown. When Tannehill was able to get him the ball, 
that's that was the issue. That's when the wheels started falling off. But then Devonta Smith, who these playoffs, he's had his own controversies of like not a catch and yeah. also a catch. Right. But both of them, I, Devonta Smith, seven catches, 100 yards. A.J. Brown, six catches, 96 yards, and a touchdown. I mean, they were absolutely freaks of nature out there. To me, though, it was the Chiefs running game that even there I'm sitting there going, oh, I don't know how this is going to go. Like, if the Bills were playing him, I don't know how this would have this gone. I don't think we had a dog in the fight, personally. I, mean, I don't know. Yeah, I, I truthfully, I, I left this game thinking we would have lost. If we somehow would have gotten in, we would have lost. Yeah, I, I don't think there would have been a contest. I mean, you look at the Eagles – they had, they had the best roster in the entire NFL, most it's, put it's, together. I think for me, it's it's them or San Francisco. Yeah, which, San Francisco which had a better defense, I would say. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is surprising because going into this year, like what was what was the whole talking point? It was how how loaded the AFC was and how the NFC is just like barely treading water. Yeah, when in reality, it's the quarterback position is not nearly as good as the AFC. I think Hertz is, has elevated himself into that category. I think right. absolutely. But you look top to bottom, like they're they're top heavy teams. I mean, just top to bottom with studs everywhere. We talked about it off air. Like, the Eagles' trenches, both their D-line and offensive line. Oh, my God. Yeah. They're just they're, they're bullies. Yeah, Jason Kelsey, big time. He, he uses one hand, and he yeah. stiff arms all the way across the line. Like, it, it's unbelievable. But I think the Chiefs, too, like, even like their offensive line, basically allowing Patrick Mahomes to not get sacked. Even when he hurt his ankle again, like I mean, they they did such a good job, and that's where like for me, I left this game and I went, no, seriously, if you don't take offensive lineman and wide receiver in rounds one and two, like I don't I don't care which one's first. I, I want that on the record now. I don't care which one's first. Just both of them. As long as the one you took in the first round, you take the other one in the second round. Like mm-hmm. that, like that's where I'm at. Because no just, defense. No, and like and that's my thing too. Like, did it matter whose defense was on the field? At times, it barely mattered. No. You and maybe I, get like a stop or two, but ultimately the game ends 38-35. You have to get as close to 40 as you can. That's like 13 seconds. Yeah. That was there was no defense. Both defenses were absolutely gassed. Mm-hmm. They were they weren't stopping anything and it came down to whoever scored last. That's yeah. truthfully it. Whoever you, you, had the you ball. Hope, you hope you have on your team a player like a Von Miller, a Chris Jones or a Fletcher Cox and you just hope that they get that one big play to force a punt. Right. That's what you're hoping for on defense now. Crossing fingers, not like barely hoping yeah. that it happens. Like yeah. you're sitting there going, I would love a punt here. Like I would give everything for a punt here. And it's like the second quarter. Because you know it's it like it kind of does come down to like wasted possessions. Like we saw early in the game, I thought it was gonna bring the Chiefs down was Harrison Butler's missed field goal. Yeah. When yeah. they went for the field goal, I went, What are you doing? That was a donk if I've ever heard one. They I, play that loud on the yeah, TV. They did. And I'm sitting there, and like in the moment, I'm like, "Where are they?" Because I'm thinking, I'm like, "There's no way they're setting up for a field goal within the 30." Like, there's no, there's no way, there's no way. You got Pat Mahomes. There's no way. And then they they set up for the field goal, and it was just like, "What is happening here?" Because because the Chiefs kind of are, are 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 sort of like the Florence Italy of the Renaissance when it comes to like those fourth down decisions and going forward and and really being aggressively. No, no, no. We go for touchdowns, not points. Right, There's points. You know, you, you know, get points here. Field goals. It's that Philly blood. You got yeah. Doug Peterson doing it. Uh, you've got yep. Andy Reid doing it. Like it's seriously Even Sean McDermott. Like you know, as, as as much of a defensive coach as he is in the regular season, especially, can be aggressive. He's very aggressive. Now, it's, it, playoffs is when it can get a little shaky and stuff, and that's where we may have our issues. But the Chiefs, when that happened, I really did think they're playing scared. I don't like how that is. And I, and I really thought the Eagles were going to take it, especially going into halftime at 24-14. I, I felt good about the Eagles walking away from this game. And then the second half happened, and it's just – you watched a coaching display of scheming guys open, of absolutely just being on the top of your game, at the at the cream of the crop of the mountain of that of, of offensive football is Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy, and really that Chiefs staff as a whole. They were scheming guys open. They were making life – easy for their unbelievable quarterback and and that's where for me it's why it's it's take offense linemen take wide receivers because as great as Josh Allen is you cannot expect him to be you know god tier every single time you you just you're not going to get far enough when you do that if you make things easy if you scheme stuff open if you just get them high end receiver talent or you just let them sit in the pocket all day the one play I'll always look at with the Bills' offensive line through the Josh Allen era is actually a good one. It's the Thanksgiving game against Dallas where he just stood there and for like 10 seconds and just stood there and finally got the ball to Cole Beasley and he got like 18 yards on, on a 20-yard 
to go. I mean, like, it, you want to get to that point, but it's going to be hard to ever get to that point with your line consistently. The Eagles and what they have built cannot be understated as maybe the best offensive line of the last 15 years. Consistently. Really only ever matched by the Cowboys when Dak first got to Dallas. Outside of that, like everyone else is kind of where the Bills are. You hope that you get one or two stud pieces. Maybe two. Really you're hoping for the one. You hope it's maybe a center, a tackle, or a guard. Really, it can be any of the big three. But the Eagles have Jason Kelsey, a Hall of Famer, and Lane Johnson, a Hall of Famer. And Jason Kelsey's the best center of the last 30 years. So, I mean, like, like you're, you're hoping you can get there. And if you do, perfect. If you don't, well, you hope you're about middle of the pack. You hope that they can do just enough. The Bills at times this year were not even just good enough. They were awful at times. Some of that is due to injury. Spencer Brown basically was never healthy all year. Came into minicamp with a hurt back, barely got to play in training camp, and, and here we are. With the receivers, though, there's a bit of a different idea with both of these teams last night. Right, Joe? With the Eagles, you have A.J. Brown. They traded for him. Big, big move on draft night. They trade for A.J. Brown. Massive. And they also drafted Devonta Smith. Right. They also drafted, a few years ago, Jalen Rager. They have aggressively gone after that position to try to get high-end talent. Has it worked out every time? Absolutely not. That's the beauty of the draft. Yeah, there are hits and misses. But... Absolutely. But then you look over at the... Kansas City Chiefs, a lot of people thought they were going to take a huge step back because they get rid of Tyreek Hill, the stud, freak of nature speed-wise receiver in Tyreek Hill. Their long ball basically went kaput. But instead, they go out there, get a bunch of possession guys, guys that get separation, and we're going to play the short game. We're going to kill teams by just kind of dipping and dunking down the field, death by a thousand cuts, and just that's how they're going to do it. The Bills had to have been paying attention and realize we can do either one of these, but you've got to pick one. Right. You can't you, do both. you got to do one. Because the Chiefs as well have their own really good offensive line. Obviously. They, yeah. Patrick Mahomes doesn't get sacked last night. Against the dominant defensive mm-hmm. line. But you've got to pick one. Because if you don't, you're just spinning your wheels. Because these are teams that can just absolutely score at will. I said it last night, and I, I still feel that way. Fourth and one for the Philadelphia Eagles, I'm going for it every time. Oh, yeah, that's the Jaylen Philly Hurts, special, yeah. quote-unquote. Jalen Hurts' QB sneak is a for-sure first down, as yeah. long as no one holds. With the push behind, too, in that dominant the trenches. It's a first down. Yeah, you got it every time. They did every time. Yeah, I, and then even with KNC, the way they play, they call plays, fourth and one, I am losing my mind. I'm so terrified. Right. Because I, I just think that they're definitely going to get it. With the Bills, fourth and one should always forever be Josh Youngkeeper. Yeah. I don't care where you're at in the field. It should just be fourth down. Fourth and one, Josh Young keeper, right up the middle. Right. Yeah, you're absolutely right. But they right. do need to get better at the O-line because you saw that last night. The push they get from that offensive line and the running ability Hurts has makes it a for-sure play. Mm-hmm. Allen has that ability. The offensive line needs to get there, too. If we had Eric Wood and Richie Incognito, that line that, with the, this the offense. Line, the line when we broke the drought. Yeah. That would be – we would be in tip-top shape. That would be the line you want. Yep. That's exactly the line you want. As crazy as Richie Incognito went. If he and Eric Wood were still a part of this line with Dion and Spencer Brown it last worked. year, it worked. Yeah, I mean, like that's the thing. Is like, it, and then for me, receiver, I, everyone. If, if you paid attention to me last year, I did a lot of draft write ups for wide receivers. I'm that's where I want to go. Jordan Addison, Jalen Hyatt, if he's there, Quentin Johnston. I like. There's a number of places you can go here, but in rounds one or two, you've got to get both whole line and wide receiver. And realistically, I'm not against rounds three and four doing the same thing and just going all in on wide receiver. Or not wide receiver, going all in on offense. O-line. Offense in general, yeah. Just offense in general. And, and, I'm, and I'm not – this is the one offensive pick that actually would really bother me. Bijan. Not running back. Yeah, not no Bijan Robinson in the first round, please. Because to me personally, I, I'm, I'm now – I'm completely sick of the Bills' affections with running backs and wanting to use them, wanting getting them integrated in the offense. Stop. Just like They've wanted guys, to since Marshawn yeah. Lynch. It just hasn't worked. You guys haven't figured it out. Let's not keep going there. The last time they really had like a do-it-all running back that they actually used was C.J. Spiller. LaShawn <laughs> yeah. McCoy didn't really catch a ton of passes, so he was just a, you know straight-up just good running back. Frank Orr, too. He was just an up-the-middle power guy. But, guy. Like, that's my thing. is like Just get a guy that's going to get like three or four yards. 
that can be a change of pace so that like now everyone's not always thinking a pass is coming. Even though right. pass should usually be the play call because Allen's so good and his best running comes from not necessarily design runs, but oh I've got to go. Yeah, I've got to go. And it's just I left this game and I just thought like it, even more so. And I and I went in with this thought too is just you've got to go in on offense. It cannot be defense. I know you're a defensive head coach. I know but enough of that. Right. It is not how you're going to beat teams no. in the AFC. And you even look at teams like San Francisco and Philadelphia. You're not going to beat them by being defensive-minded. You just won't. Before we take our first break, we are going to go to the phones. And we've got Jerry waiting. Jerry, welcome to the Nightcap. How you doing, my man? Good. How are you? I'm doing okay. It, it, you know, the weather's pretty nice out. You know what? It's an arms race in, in all these sports. The teams that score the most goals in the NHL are the teams that, that win. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, uh, yesterday was all about changing the number of possessions and Kansas city wins a game with a punt return and a, and a defensive touchdown. And, and, and that was the difference in the game. Just go out there. Don't figure out a way to stop Pat Mahomes, figure out a way to score more points than Pat Mahomes. It's, it, it's, it's way easier to try to score more points than it is to stop him because you're not stopping him. Yeah, Jerry, absolutely. I mean, like that's, that's where I'm at. It, it, you can hope for plays like a you know fumble return for a touchdown, a pick six, a punt return. You can hope for those plays. You can also hope that you're going to you know sack them seven times. It's probably not happening, and you shouldn't game plan around it. You should game plan around, we are going to outscore him. We are going to put up 45, and we are going to hope he doesn't put up that. And if he does, we'll go to overtime, and we'll still try to outscore him. And to be fair, most of the teams in the AFC are probably thinking that way about the Bills. Or at least coming into this year was we're going to try to outscore him before the bye week. Absolutely before the bye week, it was you just got to try to outscore him because you got Josh Allen stiff arming in week yeah. one. You're like they're they're electric. You can't stop them. And that, I think that was my most frustrated part of why I had gotten there is we were still putting up points by struggling our absolute hardest. Mm-hmm. And it's just like if if you just scheme better, talent management, and, and player personnel usage, you would be fine. If we had Dable this year. You have the guy. You have the guy in Josh Allen. Mahomes, I think, has elevated himself career-wise away from guys, but in terms of pure talent, him and Allen are on our tier of their own because they they are truly X-factors. Magicians in the pocket and in the game at the quarterback position. Jerry mentioned an arms race. They're the nuclear bombs. They're the ones. Everyone else is just trying to load up to eventually make their guy better. Joe Burrow is 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 the weird anomaly in that whole situation because he is so calm and collected in those situations. But in terms of a physical dominant force, he's not even on the same category as Mahomes and Allen. But because he is so cool, calm, collected, and runs his offense so efficiently, he can be up there with those guys. Mm-hmm. And that's my thing is if I'm Allen and I watch that game, I also realize we've got to be efficient. Yeah, you've got to be efficient. You've got to take the checkdowns. You've got to take just. We joke and, and we say it all the time. Callers, hosts, everybody, the easy plays, the checkdowns. Just take the easy ten yards. You don't got to get the thirty-five, forty yards because guess what? James Cook out in the flat might get that. Mm-hmm. And even if he doesn't, that percentage throw anyways is so difficult, and you're putting yourself in such a difficult position all the time. And you saw with the with the Chiefs this year. They completely transitioned what their offense was and just went, you know what we're going to do? We're going to dip and dunk down the field. We've got Travis Kelsey, who's a future first ballot, no doubter, Hall of Fame at tight end, and a bunch of guys. Juju Smith-Suster, Sky Moore, Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Just a bunch of dudes. Like, no one's special. Juju's fine. Right. He's he's good at his position, but not, like, X-Factor. Yeah. If the Bills just add a first or second round rookie wide receiver onto this team... A Jordan Addison out of USC who's incredibly good at separation. That is his whole thing is I separate at an elite level. You have now your short game because he's going to get away from his defender early. You can just throw slants, curls, any of those quick routes. Use Isaiah Hodgins too. How about that? Not Isaiah Hodgins. Who am I thinking of? Uh, Dawson Knox. Dawson Knox. Yeah, I mean, it's just... You're not you're not utilizing the pieces you have, and it's it's ridiculous. I keep I I still even when he, he signed that deal, and I was worried he wouldn't live up to it, not because of the talent, because of the usage. I truly believe Dawson Knox can be a an elite game breaker in the league at tight end because of his physical skill traits, and they just don't use him enough. They used him a lot this year in blocking because even, they don't have an old line. They don't why. have an old line, but then even James Cook as well. He was amazing at Georgia as a receiver, as a running back. He's a deep threat at Georgia. 
It's kind of ridiculous, actually. And they, just, and they just didn't – they couldn't figure out a way to use him consistently enough. And that was, to me, just so, so frustrating because it was like, you guys have the talent. And you got Reggie Gilliam. Don't forget about that. One of the better fullbacks in the NFL. Reggie turned into an offensive threat. That was that. I did not have that on my bingo card. No. But you're right. Like they have the weapons there. They have some of the pieces. Now, if you had one or two more, and I and I and I'm gonna say this tone blue in the face probably till the draft. There may be one or two offensive linemen away from being a very good O line. Yeah, you just you have a good outside. You don't have good interior yeah. offensive Brown, linemen. Spencer Brown, I'm willing to give a little bit of a, a leeway to because sophomore slump, sophomore slump, and he came in hurt. And he really was never healthy this year. Deion Dawkins has moments of greatness and, and moments of, of not so much. <laughs> Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. So that is kind of what you're getting. And Mitch Morse is a really good center. He you might retire, out, though, with concussions. That's I, bad. That, that's my thing is we, we've got to see how that goes. But we'll see. But then you add, like, another guard piece. You're cooking with gas. We've got we've got some here. And that's where, for me, it's 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 not all doom and gloom because the pieces are there. I think if, if – but if they've watched these two teams and really a lot of the teams, including the Bengals who went further than them in the playoffs, the blueprint's there and you've already got the talent to do it. It's just if they actually can execute and put it to form. We're going to take a quick timeout. We are still, of course, taking your calls at 803-0550. What was your biggest takeaway from this year's Super Bowls of the Chiefs? Take down the Eagles 38-35. We're going to take a quick timeout. You're listening to Nightcap on WGR. WGR. Zach Jones along with you, along with Joe Kelly behind the board, playing a little music roulette. I'm, I'm enjoying that. I like the fact that we both are like, I have no idea what the song's going to be. Although, no, we both kind of called it be hard rock. So I'm glad we kind of nailed that one. That, that one's good. Yeah, it was called Bullet for My Valentine. I feel like that one kind of, it's Valentine's Day, had to play it, you know, saw the name, but hard rock for sure. With oh, the bullet in the caption. So in the break, I looked at, real quick, just two mock drafts. Thrilled. Could not have been happier. One, a trade with Seattle Seahawks for the Bills to go up to 20th from 27 to take Jordan Addison, the wide receiver out of USC. And then this one I've got up from PFF, still staying at 27, which, you know, I'm fine with. Guard Osiris Torrance from Florida. Thrilled. Ooh, I love that, love actually. Good. I love both of those. Yeah. I'd, be, I'd be ecstatic if I saw that. I think I'm, I'm less thrilled about the trading up because they already they don't have a ton of picks in this draft, which, is, which that's where, like in all seriousness, by Sunday – that after the draft, like you'll kind of know how fans are feeling. There's not a ton of picks, and by really realistically, by the end of Friday, you're gonna know how people are feeling. But I think with me, 
I know we're going to have some that say Bijan Robinson, like, oh, just take the best running back. It'll take, it'll take, you know, the load off of Josh. What? No, it'll take the load off of Josh's back is a better O-line and better receivers. Where he doesn't have more than, or will have more than a half yeah. second to even make a throw. Where every throw does not look like, man, how did he make that throw? Mm-hmm. I don't want to say that much next year. I want it to be like, yep, and we uh, just scored again. Great, love it. Yeah, don't get me wrong. It's awesome to say that. Be like, my quarterback can make throws that yours can't. Like, but it's I amazing. Don't want to do it anymore. But yeah, I, I 100% agree with you. It's like, give him some help. Let's stop this madness and let's just have a quarterback. Yeah, like I mean, like he he does stuff already that's crazy. I don't need everything that he does to be insane and like over the top because you can see like it's just through 18 weeks, it's just not sustainable. He's gonna have turnover problems. He's gonna start all of a sudden throwing passes where you're like, Josh, what are you doing? And it's because. Dude, on the offense, man, I got to do this. Like, we're not going to score points. So it, it's 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 frustrating. It's tough. But I I I said it when they lost to the Bengals. I'm glad they lost that way because it it made them bear. It, it every one of your problems were right there, and now you've got to adjust. You've got to react to the problems you have. I've said it before. I'm not worried about teams being desperate. I'm worried about teams being desperate and not actually trying to fix anything. Trying to act as if no, no, we're fine. Everything's okay. You know. It, it, for me especially, if you're the Bills, and I had this conversation with some of my family members my friends, I don't want the Bills to now leave the season and think, well, what happens if we didn't get hurt? I, I really don't want to hear the idea that if Von Miller had not gotten hurt, they would have been so much better. Von Miller being in the team does not change how bad the game plan was against Cincinnati. It does not change almost anything other than the fact that Von was there and the Bills lost. It does not change the fact that the Bills put up 10 points in the divisional round at home. It does not change really how the offense looked much of the second half of the season. Stephon Diggs was on media row for the Super Bowl. He talked about after, I think it was week nine, or definitely after Josh got hurt, that ultimately the offense took a step back. That there were issues, that everything became harder to do. So Von Miller being healthy doesn't change any of that. And that's my that's my one biggest fear, because I do think they still have one of the best front offices and coaching staffs in the NFL. My fear, though, is that they looked at the team and went, well, we got hurt, that's what happened, we just got to run it back again this year, you know, maybe clogging a few holes here and there. And that's where, like, I would have the fear that they're going to take a B. John Robinson out of Texas at running back in the first round. I'm a Texas fan. I think a lot of people that listen know I'm a Texas fan. I should have a huge bias towards, yes, we should draft Bijan. I'm in the exact opposite. I think he's an unbelievable player. And I, and I just, I, I can't, I cannot get there. When you have guys like Isaiah Pacheco, who yesterday was a seventh-round pick and in the Super Bowl, had 15 rushes for 76 yards and a touchdown. I don't need to go running back round one. I can go running back in round four. Muhammad Ibrahim out of Minnesota is somebody that could be that guy. It's wide receiver and it's O-line. Gabe Davis would be so much better if he was just in his normal spot, which he's been in t- for two years. Right. Emmanuel Sanders was in the other, like in his spot, and it worked well, perfectly. And that, and that was my biggest issue from this season, and and, and my constant need of why we, why I thought we needed a wide receiver in rounds one or two. I quarter cornerback, I understood why it was a need, and I and I really do. But you never replaced Gabe Davis. No, he just took Emmanuel Sanders' role, and then you said okay, and that was it. The offense was so dangerous because you had two guys on the outside that were who, deep threats. Who could rotate into a slot, into a deep threat. And then when you had Gabe Davis coming off as the third outside wide receiver, he would just break down the field and be wide open because no one was expecting it. And he had moments in the playoffs of just pure brilliance. But when you threw him into a much larger role, you saw the limitations. He is a fourth-round pick. That is still a thing. He still comes in as a limited athlete, limited route tree. He is getting better. That is absolutely true. But in his own role, he needs to go but back yeah, to. Exactly. Yeah. Like if, if, and I guess it's my thing. is like I think the playoff game, the divisional game against Kansas City, did make everyone think, ooh, he's better than he is. It had me thinking he was better than he is. I bought his jersey. I was convinced he was going to have a big you know, step up. I picked, I drafted that, him in a fantasy draft. Yeah. I'm thinking, oh, this is dynamite. I've got Allen and Davis. I'm going to have a lock. Yeah. Other than that Pittsburgh game, there was nothing. No, so. it, it, it was a lot of disappointment. He'd get a touchdown, but he'd have three catches for 30 yards. You're like, what is happening here? Mm-hmm. What, like, and he dropped a lot of passes. He barely had 50% of his ca- uh, passes caught. Yeah. 
that's got to be better. And, and that's, that's not all on Allen throwing either. No, People say oh my, that. Oh my and, gosh, no. Yeah. Like a lot of it is he's dropping a bucket, but he's a fourth round receiver. What do you expect? And that's where for me, it's it. I do get excited at seeing Jordan Addison because I'm like, yeah, give me the Bolitnikov winner with Kenny Pickett at Pittsburgh. Th- give me that guy. That's that's who I want. Like like like. Peyton Manning, we were talking about it today. Mm-hmm. Peyton Manning's early career. He comes in, he has Marvin Harrison. They still drafted Reggie Wayne. Yeah. They still got guys around him to make his job so much easier. Peyton Manning is still an all-time quarterback talent. Arguably the second best of all time, a lot of people say. Uh, you, yeah. And you. <laughs> he took 10 years. Yeah. He took 10 years to win a Super Bowl. He did. He did. But the Colts... They played in a different era. Their era, it should have been, hey, you should probably draft more defensive players than just Dwight Freeney. Smash mouth. You should, you should probably build up a defense. They never did. They stuck to offense. The Colts of the early 2000s would be so awesome in this era. Oh, they would. They'd be amazing in this era. In their own, it was, okay, you need a bit of a better defense. In this era, no, 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 no. You want to be what the Colts were in the early 2000s. Load up on talent. The best Peyton Manning performance ever was his comeback in 03, I want to say, against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in just regular season. But against that 02 Tampa team, that defense, I think he scores, what, 24 points in like the fourth quarter? I don't know. I was a year to old. Win. I wasn't following at that point. It's his best performance, but like that's how the NFL is now. You like hope for one or two stops against these great quarterbacks, and then they're going to wake up. They are going to wake up eventually. Sometimes you get a truly bad game. The Bills in the division around with 10 points. I think as well, though, the Bills had run out of gas. They didn't really have the talent. They didn't have really the coaching at the time. And emotionally, they were drained. They were gone. Matt Milano said that. He yeah. said we, there was no energy did. in the locker room. A lot of guys did. And, and you can understand why with everything the, the team had gone through this year. But there's still needs on this on this team. Like last year, when they drafted, it, was, it wasn't Tyler Bass. Punter. I'm blanking on his oh, name now. Oh, right. Matt Ariza. Matt Ariza. We all kind of laughed because we we're like, oh, that's a luxury pick because we really have no holes. We thought so. We thought so. Now you, you, we're almost a year. You're like, oh, wow. I, most of the offensive line, we need a secondary receiver. Defensive line is still technically an issue. Yeah. Do you think part of that hole on offense falls under, Le- or not Leslie Frazier, Brian Dable exiting? Oh, absolutely. I, think- I absolutely. I, I think... We- Especially now in the in the modern NFL, we're going to get to a point now where we realize the offense coordinator is the second most important person on the coaching staff, and arguably the number one most important person. Ken Dorsey, in his first year, did okay. First five weeks pre pre second half of the Green Bay game, was he great. was unpredictable. You didn't know what he was going to do. Then people started to be able to read it, and it was over after that. I thought initially, after I think the first three or four games, yeah, I thought he's just naturally good at this. He just naturally gets it. Dable 2.0, a nice plug and play. That's what I said. And thing, I thought he was better than Dable because Dable took like two years to really figure it out. Yeah, he did a lot of running on first down and yeah. like wasting downs and stuff like that. So I thought, I'm like, I, Ken Dorsey maybe just has it. And then the bye week happened and Allen's injury happened. And you realized he's very limited play caller. There's not a ton of flow there. I hope now going into season two, he's much better. He should be much better. Brandon Bean expects him to be better. I think everyone does. The team as a whole does. And I think without Allen's elbow injury, like being healed and stuff, it's going to be better. Yeah, I think absolutely. And, and that's another thing, too, to look at is like, well, how does this team look if Allen doesn't get hurt? I know I mentioned, like, don't mention the injuries with Von Miller, but the Allen one is kind of something to look at. He didn't throw over the middle once after that injury. He, yeah. It was, and he it was over. He openly did talk about, like, his mechanics were kind of messed up. Wearing the brace, too, really bothered him. So, he. And he really didn't throw the short stuff either. Nope. He really had an issue with that. He didn't have the zip anymore. So, again, maybe there's that. And that's where me having that conversation with myself is essentially also where I'm like, okay, like adding talent is the missing piece. Because in my head, I'm like, Allen's going to be healthier. Vaughn will be back about midway through the season. And Ken Dorsey's going to be better in year two. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping that's true. Ken Dorsey, though, we can find out next year is just a straight-up bad coordinator. We could find that out. Be good to know. It, it, it'll be great to know. It, it truly will be great to know. Or we come out next year and it's like, oh, oh, he's figured it out. And all of a sudden, you know, Cook's being used. Dawson Knox being used. Reggie Killiam's being used. He better. That that guy's versatile if I've ever seen it. It so. could be big. It could absolutely be big. We're going to go back to our phones, get connected to our fans. We're going to go to Mike. Mike, welcome to the Nightcap, my man. How are you doing? Hey, guys. Uh, I couldn't agree with you more about the uh, offense, what, what we need. I guess my concern, though, is – McDermott's a defensive coach. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's kept Leslie Frazier around. I mean, he, 
He had a defense this year that has six first-round draft picks starting against Cincinnati. And Milano, who's an all-pro, and Poyer, who's an all-pro, former last year, Mm -hmm. and couldn't stop Cincinnati. Um, Couldn't stop Miami's third-string quarterback. Um, Couldn't stop Tua the times that they played him. And I, I just I worry that this this the game is all offense now. You look at yesterday's game. Can you remember one besides the guy who made the two nice hits on uh, on Pacheco? Mm-hmm. Um, was there a defensive play made the entire game? I mean, it's it's um, essentially Nick no. Bolton. It's yeah, it's Nick Bolton returning a, a fumble by Hertz, but Hertz really more just drops the right. ball. He dropped the yeah. ball. I mean, there was no defensive plays, and and what I'm saying is is these offenses are so good that you know a good defense wins against bad offenses or or bad quarterbacks or mediocre quarterbacks. But I don't care who you got on defense, you're not stopping Mahomes, and you're not stopping. Jalen Hurts the way that they can move out of the pocket. Mm-hmm. And you're not stopping Josh Allen if you give him time. And to think about drafting another running back in a league that, I mean, it's, it's, it's so stupid. You got Pacheco, who's a seventh-round pick. Give the guys the ball coming out of the backfield on a little pass to give your quarterback a little bit of uh, relief from a, bl- from a blitz. But – you know, and but you talk about the offensive line, and you you talk about Dawkins. You realize he had eight, he gave up eight sacks, he gave up four more that got declined, and he gave up another one that was an offsetting penalty. That's thirteen sacks he really gave up this year. Mm-hmm. Um, you saw the way he played the last two games. He was he was a turnstile. Um, I would have no. I mean, my my choice. You don't think about signing Edmonds. You don't think about signing Poyer. You don't think about you, – you, you get rid of Oliver and his $10 million it's costing you. You spend draft picks on offensive line, and you take one free agent, and you pick up a speed-wide receiver. And, you know, and that's it. That's all you need. You take care of this offensive line. You get another wide receiver. No one's stopping Josh. You're going to have 42, 35 games all over the place. And I'd much rather be in that situation than what we saw against uh, Cincinnati and against Miami. Mike, thanks for the call. And and yeah, it's, it, that's I mean, Joe, that's where we sit, right? I mean, like you're you're getting to a point now where I, I truthfully I saw it on Twitter last night. So this is not me first saying it. I'm not I'm not trying to take credit. I just I just randomly saw it. I don't really know who said it. It's time to retire the defense wins championships mantra. It yeah. is. It, it is now. It's quarterbacks. It's quarterbacks and offense. They win it. If if we're being honest now. Those great defenses, they played in an era where the rules were more centralized. They were not ever favoring offense, and, and we got to a point where they did. Right, because people want to see a high-scoring game. Like yeah. That's just kind of how it is at this like, point. Ultimately, and, and, and the only thing I like to see a low-scoring game in is baseball. Joe, I don't, I don't know how much of a fan of baseball you are. I'm middling the Angels. I'm an Angels fan. They ruin it for me. I mean, I'm a Yankee fan. I'm just kind of there. I, 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 I'm not as big into it as football. Yeah. Like, that's my main thing I would say you know but I do follow it in you know some games are high scoring in baseball and those those are awesome but I've gone to Pittsburgh with my family to watch a Pirates game PNC is a beautiful beautiful park park. love it and it's just I went and there wasn't a single hit until the bottom of the fifth inning I was going crazy it was just it was ridiculous that's my thing is like with baseball like I love a good pitcher's duel Mm -hmm. a pitcher's duel or like a a no game or a, a no hitter or a perfect game watch very few things as electric as those yeah it's just it's every pitch you're like you're on the edge of your seat i love that every other sport i want high scoring exactly hockey high scoring i the love most it. defense i want turnovers i don't necessarily need yeah. big sacks or, 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 or you know you know big hit on third down just force a fourth down or strip a sack. turnover interception interception yeah because ultimately that's going to lead to points that's what i want and now with where the league is 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 at, sacks. Every time a guy gets a quarterback gets hit hard, you're holding your breath, going, "Well, I think it's gonna be 15 the other way." Yeah, right. You can't even if there was one that was like 
really stand out that should have been, and that was the Chiefs against Russell Wilson. Yeah. Picking Wilson up off the ground and pile like, driving and, him. And throwing him down. Yeah, that was like, okay, you're not going to call it here, but you're going to call it on Tom Brady getting tapped and exactly. going to the ground. But for the, the, the league has, is, I think, correctly. And, and, and maybe that's a bit controversial. I'm 24 years old, so this is probably why. Like, I care about how my quarterback plays. Ultimately, the Bills were so bad for 20 years because they didn't have a quarterback. If they had, if they had lucked themselves into Aaron Rodgers instead of trying to get, I think Trent Edwards was the year prior that they get, or JP Lossman in the 04 draft. If they get Aaron Rodgers, the the drought doesn't go nearly as long as it did. Even if you look at the coaching and you don't love who the coaches are, I kind of am interested to see what Shane Gailey would have been as a head coach if he had a solid quarterback. Yeah, I think it would have been interesting. Is he great? Probably not. Is he I wonder good? what Rex Ryan's outlook would have looked like if he was the one to get Josh Allen because I feel it's he had a dominant see. Jets team for a long time with Mark Sanchez. Yeah, yeah, he was like unstoppable on the road in the playoffs. If we could have Rex Ryan with Jim Schwartz in that era, like that two yeah. thousands, that could have been very interesting with the team we have now. It's, it's definitely interesting, and that's where like for me, and, and I've brought it up with uh, my argument about never trading for coaches. Yeah, like I, Sean Payton. I think there's a lot more just good to solid coaches out there than great ones. But you can turn a really good coach or just a good coach into a mirage of a great coach when you have a good quarterback, when you have a great quarterback. That's how it's done, is, is you have a pretty solid coach, can get the guys up and, and, and motivated, but it's the quarterback that's going to put points on the board. The coach will get you know credit for the win-loss, but it's like, okay, you probably would have lost this game by 14 if you didn't have that guy as your quarterback. Yeah. And, and it's okay, and that's fine to admit. We admit it in most other sports. Basketball? Who cares who the head coach is most of the time? No, it's all Who's about— a superstar? Yeah. Steph Curry, LeBron, all those guys. Yeah. Like, that's Steve it. Steve Kerr, we kind of give credit for for Golden State, but really it's like, well, he had the greatest shooter of all time in Steph Curry, one of the greatest in Klay Thompson, and a, just a, a, the biggest pest in the world in Draymond Green, just annoying every team to no end. Like, yeah, his system is great and it's good, but we can't. The superstars are what makes it. They're, they're what pushes forward everything. And that means, as well, in the NFL, the head coach a lot of times becomes when do we go for fourth down, when do timeouts get called, and motivation. The quarterback makes that job so much easier. Absolutely. In every way if they are a stud. We're going to take, take a quick timeout. When we come back, we'll wrap up the show and get you ready for... After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medella is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medella is your reward. Medella, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Sabres pregame. Sabres after dark tonight. Pre-game starts at 9.30 with puck drop set for 10.30 as the Buffalo Sabres take on the LA Kings later tonight. You're listening to Nightcap, and this is WGR. Welcome back to Nightcap here on WGR. Zach Jones along with you, along with Joe Kelly behind the board. Quick final segment here as we get ready to hand things off in a about an hour and a half still away from Sabres pregame as they get ready to take on the LA Kings at 10:30 out west. Joe, the team is very very good away from home. They're very very good on the west coast. They're not so great at home. I went to that game on Saturday. Not, I'm not thrilled how it went. I just not just not good. It was a bad performance. It was a really really bad performance. Yeah, I can't imagine being there for that. That was that was probably 2 minutes like one period of heaven and then awesome. you fell all the way down. We like, had Right next to us, it was it was me, Josh Schmidt over at WBEN, and Derek Kramer, who you've probably heard if if you've listened to any Bills post game, you've definitely heard him. So it was the three of us. We then had another Sabres fan in between us who like never said a word to any of us, like just like was dead silent. I respected him so much, and then we had like two Calgary fans right next to us. Oh God, they were the biggest Jacob Markstrom haters I've ever heard. <laughs> like I, like the moment he stepped foot on the ice, 
this one guy was like, no, where's goalie ever? Like, he lost his mind. I'm like, nothing has happened yet. What is going the on? The game hasn't started. <laughs> and then at the end of the first period, like, they were good guys, too. So, like, you know, no one's, like, making fun of them. But, like, everyone, like, around us was like, yeah, Markstrom kind of is, like, he's kind of bad. And he goes, I told you all. Like, he's, like, losing his mind. By the time it's, like, 6-2, like, and we're getting destroyed. It's It's a nightmare. Still giving it to Markstrom the whole time. He's like, I cannot do it with him. And we're like, it's six two. Like, and he goes, he goes, yeah. If you guys would have shot the puck more, it'd be six six. Like he's just, he's like full blown unconvinced of the Calgary win. I'm like, you guys want seven to two? Yeah. Like, it doesn't get much better than that. And he was just completely unconvinced in the win. Yeah, I was there for the first time the Sabers played the Red Wings and they won seven to three. Like oh. they, in that Tage went had the hat trick in that great game, and I was ecstatic. I, I don't know what that guy was he, doing, he, but he <laughs> left it infuriated that Markstrom had only led in two goals. He's that, like, no, 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 that does not fit my like my criteria. No, that's oh. like a Sabers game in the early two thousands. People leaving like when it was a close game. All you right. know what I mean? Like, like, what are you doing? Yeah, oh. they're mad. The Sabres are still in the playoff hunt, but it does not help with their home form. They just are not a good team at home. I I hoped it would get better when the Sabres were the sole team playing, when the Bills were out and the arena would be much more packed as as of late. Saturday, it was a very, very good crowd. Burn down KeyBank. That's the only that's but, the only possibility. Apparently, because like it's just they're just not that good at home. On the road, though, I'm fully expecting like a four one win. I, I don't know about you, but like on the road. It's like the Bills. Road playoffs. They just outperform the way they do at home. I mean, yeah. minus the Patriots game, that's the only outlier. But I'm like sitting here and I'm like, ah, eh, they're gonna be fine. Like, yeah. Like this week this week's gonna be great. They get Anaheim on Wednesday and then uh San Jose on Saturday, I believe, as well, before having Toronto next Monday. That's gonna do it here for the nightcap. Coming up in just about an hour and a half. Brian Kozil and Paul Hamilton with Sabres pregame as they get ready to take on the LA Kings. You're listening to WGR. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.